Hi, this is Bill Oberst Jr. from television and movies and podcasts like this one. You are listening to Then Is Now Podcast. Welcome. Rise and shine, my sinners. When Father Evil starts his day, he gets a little deadly. Deadly Grounds Coffee has the richest, smoothest flavor you'll find anywhere. It's sinfully delicious. Once you go deadly, you never go back. Order yours at getdeadly.com. Coffee's so good, it's scary. Welcome to this special mini-episode of Then Is Now Podcast. I am your host, Rigor. Haven Podcasts, the banner under which Then Is Now falls, as well as our sister show, The East Meets the West, had the honor of sponsoring a film festival in Massachusetts. It was called The Lost Year, a festival of shorts, and it showcased six films from Massachusetts director Chris Salvi that were filmed in that infamous year of 2020. The festival was held at the Elm Draft House Cinema in Millbury, Mass. on August 7, 2021. I was able to get a couple of interviews with some key players, as well as record some of what was going on there, and you'll be able to hear all of that in this short, special episode. Of course, I did try to do a live video from there and on Facebook, and uh, for some reason the video got cut off, so I guess I, I, I need to work on my live Facebook video skills a little bit more. But anyways, now, on with the show. Class is in session. Now, my first interview was with frequent co-host on Then Is Now, Chris Esper, who was the director of photography and editor for some of the films featured at this festival. Here's Chris. Hi, this is Rigor, and I am here at the Lost Year Festival of Short Films in Millbury, Mass., at the Elm Drafthouse Cinema. And uh, joining me right now uh, is a surprise guest. It's our frequent co-host, Chris Esper. How's it going, Chris? Hey, good. How you doing? Nice to be here. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here, too. So um, what do you got going on here? You're, you're, you're part of the festivities, right? Yeah, I uh, was the director of photography and editor on three of the short films being shown, uh, which are 1059, Runaway Night, and 8 Minutes. Excellent, excellent. And how many films do you know total are going to be shown? Uh, there's going to be six films, all of which are directed by the legendary Chris Salvi. Excellent, excellent. We'll have to talk to him soon. Yes. Uh, so what else is going on here? Well, there's uh, going to be some trailers being shown. There's a raffle. Uh, there's a backdrop for uh, step and repeat, you know, photographs. Uh, there's beer. <laughs> so, yeah. so, that's, so it's always nice. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time, fun time of networking. And it's great to do this after, you know, a year and a half of being in isolation, as it were. Right, right, exactly. Excellent, excellent. Well, hopefully we'll see you again around here. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. All right, thanks. Next up was Gabrielle Rossen, who was not only part of the production staff, actors, and crew on most of the films, but was also the coordinator of the Lost Year Film Festival. Okay, I'm with Gabrielle Rossen, and she's, um, she's helped coordinate the event here. And Gabrielle, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Excellent, excellent. So can you tell us about the event? Well, we are here at the Lost Year Film Festival. Uh, it is a festival of shorts by Chris Salvi. Uh, tonight he's presenting six short films that he uh, wrote and directed and produced during the pandemic. And uh, it's a wide variety of films, so everything from comedy to noir to thrillers. Um, and it's just a, it's going to be a great time. Excellent, excellent. And is this the first time you guys have done this, or have you done other ones? 
this is Chris Salvi's first large in-person premiere. Um, he's had some screenings at different festival events, um, and of course, you know, he's an award-winning filmmaker, so he has had his shorts played um, at various places, really all over the country. Um, but this is his event. Uh, this is his night. Uh, we're celebrating him and his work, and of course, everyone that helps make the films. Excellent, excellent. And how long did it take to plan and coordinate the whole thing? Uh, we started planning the event a few months ago, um, so it really wasn't that long. Um, I think it was just, you know, realizing that we had enough films to put on an event like this, and, and then also, you know, realizing that the world had kind of opened up again and that something like this would even be possible. So once all of those pieces fell into place, we went for it. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you very much for having us here. Of course. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Take care. Our next guest was the man of the hour himself, Chris Salvi. I am here with filmmaker, actor Chris Salvi. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, but but I'm excited. It looks, Excellent. Looks like a solid turnout. Excellent. And can you tell us a little bit about Private Eye Films? Yeah, well, it's a production company that I formed uh, only recently. I realized I had way too many films under my belt, and I needed a logo of some sort, you know? Yeah. I was really missing a logo, so... I came up with Private Eyes Films after every single other noir-sounding title was taken. And uh, that was the only one that was free. So I took um, the majority of my crime drama films and um, put that under the logo of Private Eyes Films. Excellent, excellent. And can you tell us about the films that you're showing here today? Yeah, a lot of the films are in the, they're in the crime drama genre. You know, a lot of them are dramas. A lot of them are about dysfunction, broken people. And uh, that's always funny. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, there's there's some humorous there's some humorous aspects to it. So I don't know. They're hard. They're hard to. You can't sum them up in one thing. You know, some right. like like Runaway Night is a straight noir. It's very much a noir film. Yeah. And then you've got a film like 10:59, which is kind of a dark comedy crime film. Right. And then you've got a movie like A Rock Feels No Pain, which is a straight comedy. So, yeah, I mean, those were all recent films. These are all films I did last year during the pandemic. Right, right. And that was, um, that was a struggle. But so it's, a, it's safe to say that um, film noir was your passion growing up? Crime dramas, really, right. honestly. It reflected a lot of, like, where I lived. Those were the type of movies that I connected to the most. Excellent. You know, because I lived in a, not a great neighborhood, but, you know, <laughs> you know so uh, it was a working class neighborhood and, some of the working class people were criminals. Right, right. So that's the genre that I, I understand the most. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Chris, we're going to have to have you on the show and, uh, for a full interview. Definitely, definitely. I would love it. to, man. I would love to. I'll try to get some of the actors to come over and get interviewed. That'd by be you great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, dude. Thank you, man. Right. I'll try to get, I'll try to send Justin on. Hey, you want okay. to interview oh. Mark? The final interview was with actor Justin Tebold, who acted in a majority of the films. Okay, I am here with actor Justin Tebow. Justin, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for coming. Excellent, excellent. So uh, what's going on here? What's your participation in the films? I'm actually uh, acting in three of the films here today. Um, we're very excited. It looks like a good turnout here, so uh, it's going to be a good time. Great, great. Have you been acting long? I've actually been acting for uh, over a decade now. Um, it's, been, it's actually been really busy lately because uh, after COVID ended there, a lot of the jobs are coming, and coming quick, so I'm very grateful for that. Excellent, excellent. And uh, anything else you want to say about the event? 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, you know, I wish you were here instead of just listening to me. You're missing out. Great, great. Well, thank you so much, Justin. Thank you. Now, next up, you're going to hear Gabrielle's intro at the beginning, and then in, um, the cast and crew's final discussion on the films at the end. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Gabrielle Rosen. I'm one of the cast sponsors here tonight, representing GR Films. Uh, and I have the distinct privilege of being able to introduce the mind and the man behind the films we're about to watch. That's right, the one and only Chris Dalby. Sorry, I have my phone, but you know, it's just this shit's important. I can't forget anything. Um, so I met Chris a little over two years ago, and the minute I met him, I knew that um, he possessed a rare talent. Um, he is an incredible storyteller, uh, and writer, and actor, and um, basically he does it all, as you guys know. Um, his style, his swagger, his brilliant music sensibility, combined with his gritty and haunting stories, are what make Chris Salvi films so special. People have compared him to directors like Martin Scorsese, uh, Sam Peckinpah, John Cassavetes, but the truth of the matter is, he's one of a kind. Uh, anyone who's had the privilege of working with him on his films knows uh, the experience is anything but ordinary. Because uh, Chris's energy is infectious and his passion is palpable. It's why we love him. But I don't need to tell you guys this because, like I said, I've only known him a couple of years, and some of you guys go way, 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 way back with him. Like his parents, who are here in the audience tonight. and it's kind of a trek 
you know, into the middle of um, Massachusetts. I was actually talking to a friend of mine today, and he said, I'm not going all the way out to Western Mass. Fuck that. I said, we're not in Western Mass, man. We're in Central Mass. <laughs> He's from Boston, so, you know, people out there don't know their geography. Um, I guess... I guess I'm going to talk for a minute. I'll keep it short, because everything about me is short, but I'm going to really try to, try to get through with this. Um, I've always loved cinema. I've always loved films. They've always been a real big passion of mine. And uh, because I'm not Hollywood and because I'm nobody special, these are the, the best I can get towards Hollywood. When I was younger, I never really had a desire to go to Hollywood. I just wanted to make films. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't give a shit how I wanted to do it. I just knew that I had to make films. And a director once told me the only thing you get from independent film is older and deeper in debt. That's the only thing. But my acting teacher, uh, Vaughn West, who was also Justin Tebow's acting teacher, who's here tonight, he's an actor. He, um, he passed a couple of years ago, but we learned a lot from him. What he said to us was there's three types of cashing the check resolutions from acting and filmmaking. You can cash the check as in literally cashing the check, or you can cash the check in terms of the work. Because you're not getting paid, the work speaks for itself. The work is the payoff. And this is, um, this is our payoff. Because I'm not, I'm, I didn't really do this, I didn't really do this for me. I did it for the cast and the crew and people who wanted to see the films and people who came out to watch them, you know, I don't need a premiere. I, you know, I got enough bullshit on me. I don't need more people looking at me. So this is really for them. This is for the cast and the crew and the people who worked so hard on this. And while I'm here, there's a few people I want to thank. Um, obviously, the cast of each film, people like Mark Powers, Justin Tebow, Sherry Lee, Paul Noonan, Gabrielle Rawson. But I also want to thank our sponsors as well, too. I want to thank Haven Podcast for coming down here, 508, for sponsoring this. GR Films also, and Kazar uh, Productions. They make all our posters for all our films. Michael Forey, he's a good guy. And I want, to, um, I want to thank my parents for not kicking me out of the house when I told them I wanted to be a filmmaker. They, Uh, they, I don't, they couldn't kick me out anyways because I had nowhere to go, but they, they supported me through this. They supported me and they put up with my bullshit, my nonsense about going out at 1 a.m. to a film set and not coming back home until 9 o'clock the next day. So, uh, I, of course, I want to thank all of you for coming. And uh, the people who didn't come, I understand why they couldn't be here, but, you know, they'll miss a good time. So, I, I guess that's it. I'm going to shut up now. So these are, uh, these are the films. You're going to see six films. Each of them range from sort of classical symphonies to very garage band, very quickly put together movies. So um, you might like all of them, you might like some of them, and you might like none of them. But um, I appreciate the honesty at the after show. So this is it. Thank you all for coming. Um, hope everyone enjoys us. They come to my insane. Uh, right now, uh, we're in, 
the cast and crew of each movie wants to come down here. We're gonna do a little Q and A. So Jen, Justin, Mark Powers, Chris Evers, Chris Evers, Pete Evers, Chris Evers, James, James from Rockville, uh, from Once Upon a Lockdown, if he wants to come down. Sam, who shot the film as well. Anybody else? Wait, okay, Sherry, movie, wait, or... Kate, where are you? Oh. Kate, come on. Sherry? Ryan, you're part of this too. Everybody in the audience. Everybody here. Right up here. Yeah. Everybody can just stand on the step and repeat. Okay, cool. Yeah, step right on. That's good. Alright, so uh, if anybody wants to ask any questions, uh, we'll take questions. What kind of camera did you use? Actually, you might have a handicap. A handicap. It was a camcorder. Everything was used with a camcorder. Great music. Oh, thanks, Dad. That's my dad right there. <laughs> music is a big part of everything, so. It, sometimes the music is more important than the films, actually. I feel the same way about credits. The credits are more important than the films as well, too. You guys did awesome! Thank you, Dad. <laughs> My dad will ask every question that anybody has here. Oh, wait, I see a hand. What did you steal from set? Everything. Actually, the majority of the sets are my house, actually. My house and my backyard, so there's not much to steal in there. Yeah, that's your car. <laughs> and. Which is the Oh, shit. Yeah. Every. I, yeah. Was it 1059? Was it Railway Night? No, Railway Night was only like four days, two days. I don't know. Let's all count everybody one day, two day. I think it was, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was 1059. I think that one was the longest. The shortest one was once by a lockdown. That was a day, literally a day of shooting. Anybody else? I see one hand in the back. Uh, what's your favorite Tom Waits song? Oh, God. We'll be up here all day. Yeah. I don't know, they're all really big. Yeah. Uh, shit. I don't know, man. I really like, um, I really like Jockey Pull of Urban. That one's good. And Rain Dog, obviously, is a really good one. I like all this earlier work, too, from the 70s. When you have that raspy voice. But other than that, I, all of them, honestly, I can't think of one bad Tom Wink song. I really can't. Um, anywhere you lay your head is good off of Rain Dogs. I like that one. Anybody else? Where's the? There's a hand all the way in the back. Hey, uh, so I think it was 1059. We played that like in party Chris Solo. Whoa! Question on that. How many takes did you do that? I've been dying my ass off. Like, what? Yeah. Esper. How many takes did we do of that? A lot. Did we do a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't. Well, Esper came up, it was actually Mark Powers, we couldn't find really an actor to play Mikey Doe. And when I gave Mark Powers the script, the first thing he said to me was, you, you're playing Mikey, you are playing Mikey, right? And I'm five, Kate, I'm glad you could answer. Um, 
I asked Paul Noonan, who's here actually, to play to play uh, to play Mikey Doe. He told me to go fuck myself. He said no. He's like, I'm not doing this. I asked another actor named Dustin until eventually it just came down to, all right, I'm gonna play him. And I remember the first take, Esper came up to me and said, you're not doing it like that, are you? That's not, that's, that's rehearsal, right? And I said, no, that's, that's how I'm doing it. So, um, yeah, I mean, we did a lot of takes, I guess. We did a lot, a lot of takes. Any other questions? Yeah. Oh, this is fun. Here, we'll pass the mic around. <laughs> I don't even know how to touch that one. Um, that was awesome, actually. We had, I mean, New Year's was just one night, which was mostly overnight. Um, it was freezing. We were in a house in Cape Cod that didn't have the heat turned on in March. Um, but other than that, I mean, PG's very good care of us, it was good. We had lots of gummy bears, it was fine. Um, no, we, we had a, we had a great time. We, That's not the answer It was heinous. I can't talk about it anymore, it's too much. I'm still in therapy, Mark. Um, I, I always tell people, like, when you work with Chris, like, it's, it's so unorthodox, because anyone anyone in the business would look and say, what the fuck is this guy doing? But you see what it ends up with, and I'm always happy with the end product. Chris and I collaborate, oh, well, say collaborate. He writes, we talk quite a bit about the project. Um, he knows what I bring, so it's always loose on set, and things end up breaking down, we just talk and he quotes, and that's about that. Yeah. Oh, you want me to say something? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what was the question? What was the question? What's it, what's it, what's it like working with you? Yeah. I don't know, you know the Holocaust? Picture the complete opposite of that. He has a lot of trust in his actors, which is amazing. He's amazing to work with, for, for real. <laughs> Where's my free popcorn? <laughs> so amazing. Before I met Chris, I was doing some indie films, but I really didn't feel like I was part of the community. And honestly, I met Chris, and you introduced me to so many people and really opened up the whole New England film community to me. And um, and I honestly mean, like, you, because of you, I made so many great connections. And I went on to get this audition and meet this person and this person, this beautiful girl, and like so many people. And everyone here, so uh, thank you so much. You're you're a great guy. You're a great director. You're an amazing actor. You're a great you're a great friend as well. I know it's pass it to him, but and I know the question was more directed towards uh, the actors that work with them. But would you alright if I gave like the perspective of a member of the crew? Well, actually, it's all positive with him. him. I think there's only one production, and don't worry, it wasn't one you, you or Gabby directed, where I only felt like, what was I even doing here? But... <laughs> Every time I've been a part of a project that uh, Chris Aldi has directed, it's been, quite frankly, one of the best, even if I ended up being like, I should have actually bought a coat on this on the production of 1059, but 
you know, it was really cold, cold that weekend. <laughs> um, it was just, it honestly made me really feel like even that not only it felt like my skills as um, as kind of a sound guy is really appreciated, but the very fact that like you know, yes, I get it. You need like a minute or two to make sure everything thing is set, so it's not like all over the place. Like that is really appreciated to me. So. Thanks, Tommy, and I really hope that people will work with you on future projects. I'll go ahead and pass it off to the guys. Hi everybody, I'm Paul. Um, I worked with Chris on New Year's, and it was my first time working with him. Uh, I got to know him pretty well before working with him, and uh, Chris, I, I wish I had some dirt on you. I don't. Um, I have to say, the night of shooting reviews was a fantastic night. I, the people that I worked with were people that I never worked with before, um, and it was a blast, and uh, we, we had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a long night, productive night. But Chris is somebody who, it appears that he just has this vision, and um, and he knows what he's doing. So I, I, as an actor, put all my trust in that, and uh, glad that I did. And thanks for giving me the opportunity, Chris. Appreciate it. I, uh, I've known Chris a while. I just did the one uh, where I acted for him, but it's just a lot of fun. He's a good guy. He knows what he's doing. We move fast. We're running gun, and it's enjoyable. Uh, so it's it's just a lot of fun. So it's great working with you, man. for Chris to work with because I'm full of questions, like a million and one. So he's probably sick of my texts. But <laughs> um, he was definitely in this industry, in the Boston film community, one of the most inspiring people that I've met. Um, very surprised by because he's got this gift to um, really uh, break down a script, and, and I'm inspired by him and Gabby in so many different ways, but the fact that he can come up with all these scenarios in his head, he's a, he's a true storyteller, and I am honored to have been able to work with him because I love you to death. I really do. You are just, I hope you know how talented you are, truly. because there's a sense of um, we can collaborate and um, you can be yourself and be your artist and like come up with your stuff so um, I love you you're great enough of that bullshit <laughs> but uh, I appreciate all of you I really do I appreciate all of you for helping me and working with me and even if it is you know, blackmail or whatever it is I'm trying to do to get you guys to work with me. It's it's great. I, I really do appreciate it. That's as sentimental as I'm gonna get, but I love all of you. Any other questions? Yeah. 
I promise they'll be short. Yeah. There, there might be. I, no, actually, I think it's still there, actually. I think the kickball is actually still there. That's the point. But it'll just be another Simon and Garfunkel titled song. All right, any other questions? What? Yeah. Anybody want to go to the after party? The after party is at the Compass Tavern in Worcester, if all of you want to go. Yes. It's at, uh, I have the address right here in my pocket. Hold on. What? Jimmy Barlow. Jimmy Barlow got arrested, man. He's not coming back. All right? Jimmy Barlow got arrested. I don't think Gordon's coming back either. Yeah, but do you know how much money he costs to get him live by satellite? Yeah. This is the system, all right? This is how this is how you get Jimmy Barlow. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna get the address. I'm gonna find out where this place is. Does anyone know where the Compass Tavern is? It's 90 Harding Street in Worcester. If all of you want to come out there. But but don't leave yet because we have raffle prizes to give out. Yes, there's a raffle, big raffle. All right, give it up for everybody. Everyone go sit down now. Thank all of you. Thank you. Well, we hope you enjoyed this special mini episode of Then Is Now podcast. If you're a filmmaker or a film festival coordinator or just anybody who works in the film industry, please let us know and we'll definitely spotlight you on the show. You can email us at thenisnow42 at gmail.com. Then Is Now podcast and The East Meets the West are on all the podcasting apps, including the big three, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. So if you like what you're hearing, please take the time to leave us a great review on those apps so that other people can find us. You can also check out the shows as well as other fun stuff at our website, havenpodcasts.com. And please subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash user slash uncledeath1. Thank you for joining us on this special mini episode. Class dismissed. Venice Now Podcast is intended for entertainment, educational, and informational purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during this podcast are the property of their copyright holders. All original content is copyright Jupiter Media.
For more shows like the one you just heard, check out the Dorkening Podcast Network at thedorkening.com.